It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per unusual, uh, we bring you Josh. Hello. <laughs> Josh Barnett. Uh, joining us at JoshBarn66 on Twitter. Uh, I'll remind you also, you can find me uh, at Not-So-Humble-Host on X Twitter, as, all, as well as uh, J.E. Barnett on Blue Sky and uh, Scotty Johnny on Mastodon. You can find this podcast also on X Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod, and it's the same thing on Mastodon as well. So we got that out early today, Josh. I think we're yeah. forgetting someone's at. Yeah, we can put in Cheddar Talks. Bit. Yeah, so Cheddar Talk Aaron Flodham had a had a family bit. Um, he he had he had an emergency kind of come up here, so he's not able to join us this week. So we have a an emergency fill in here. Uh, Aaron's not being replaced. He's irreplaceable, um, unless we find somebody who can replace him. I guess he's the man for now. <laughs> so, um, thinking of him and his family right now, uh, just you know, hoping everything. You know, I mean, it's not going to be great, but uh, thinking about him and his family at this point and uh, what they're going through. So, uh, we'll leave that alone for the rest of it because uh, it's not my story to tell. So I'm not going to. But either way, we had quite a lot going well in Wisconsin this week, for the most part. So it was a it was a good week. So Josh, why don't we just why don't we just roll right into it, huh? Let's dive into it. Boom. Let's do that. We're going to start that all with a segment of our show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so the main event is Green Bay Packers this week, and uh, I think that what I need to do from now on is pick against the Packers every week, because the last two weeks I told you there was no chance, and both times I've been wrong, like loudly wrong. Uh, So, of course, the entire talk has been the pass interference that was not called. Not the, I mean, not the earlier ones, just the one at the end that was Patrick Mahomes. When they tackled, you know, Tucker Craft. Uh, on a pass to Tucker Craft, nobody cared, and nobody's talking about that today. To be clear, they're not talking about that. They're not talking about mugging uh, Watson down the field. None of those things are what we're talking about. We're only talking about the one which, in fairness, I've said, and I said it at the time, I was like, it wouldn't have been mad if they'd called that a pass interference because you can't be mad. No, it was. But that gets called yeah. in, in a lot of games, right? Absolutely. And it was, he was there admittedly early. Yeah. He won't say it, but he was. Well, uh, I think Mahomes actually handled it really well. He said at the end of the game, they let the players decide it and play, and I'm about that. He said, Except they didn't let him play when he got hit. He didn't didn't say that. (laughs) He did say, I'm about that. But yeah, he didn't bring in the other part. You're right. Um, Because the other thing people are saying is, like, well, that was a makeup call for the fact that uh, there was a penalty for a late hit on a quarterback who was absolutely 100% still in bounds. And did he even go to the ground? I'm trying to remember. I don't think so, no. It's like, oh, he hit him. Like, he didn't wrap up. He didn't drive through. He bumped shoulders with a dude who was in bounds and knocked him out of bounds. So I was like, I get he was going out of bounds, but while he's still in bounds, you can hit him uh, generally. I mean, in most football, 
But no, they, they, that was a weird call. It gave them an extra 15 yards, which, by the way, the defensive penalty still only would have meant they had to make two more plays, which they didn't. Because two more plays later, they Patrick Mahomes threw two balls way over everybody's heads, including one at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I don't know how that To MVS, he turned and just zipped the ball out of bounds for no reason, it seems like. And then threw a Hail Mary that, you know, people were bumping around. And Collinsworth was so mad, just so mad for, 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 for poor, poor Patrick Mahomes battling through all these things and threw a Hail Mary. And people were bumping into each other. And that should be a penalty. It's a Hail Mary, man. He's just, he just loves Mahomes so much. It's just the only well, thing he'll ever say. And, and he said those same things about Rodgers. Uh, to be fair, he's he's a corporate dude, and he says the corporate thing, which is everybody would rather have had the Chiefs win because it was a more fun story. If if it's Mahomes to Kelsey, by the way, they'd still be losing. He's the most boring guy because they'd have to, you know, convert the 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 uh, two point conversion as well, and then they'd be tied. Yeah, and then there'd yeah. be overtime. So. I mean, at best, several plays down the road, they could have had a chance at overtime is what it came to. I think there was bad refereeing throughout this game. No, they missed calls for both sides. I don't think it changed the outcome because where were the Chiefs when they went three and out with, you know, was it seven minutes left, five minutes left? Uh, what, what was their problem when Mahomes went down and threw the pick? Uh, what was the problem when Pacheco got up from being blocked and decided to throw a punch and got himself out of the game? Which That was just so dumb. That was just really dumb. And I'll be honest, I think that was the point in which the game was over. We were in their heads. Well, no, I think, I think Pacheco turns that offense more than Mahomes does because Mahomes is kind of tied in with what the receivers can get him. And I think he's great, but I think Pacheco changes that offense in a way that – when he was gone, they don't have that. It was something was was suddenly very much gone, and I think that changed the game. He murdered the Packers. He had was it 103 yards, uh, 110, I think. Uh, I'll yeah. pull up the numbers here in a second. They should have given him the ball more. I don't know why you put Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the game almost ever, but they do. <laughs> you did say it during the game too, though. Yeah, Pacheco, 110 yards on 18 carries, 6.1 a carry. Patrick Mahomes gets 6.5. Edwards Alaire gets three. Tony had one carry for six yards. You did point this out during the game. They're like, oh, Clyde Edwards Alaire is in the game on third down. They're going to convert it because why wouldn't they? And that doesn't speak that, you know, Clyde Edwards Alaire is unstoppable because what they did was complete passes to someone else. Yeah. But But they have to because McKinnon's out too. And I know that he switches in sometimes, but. Pacheco is a better actual running back. Yeah, no, he, he like I said, he changes this offense. Uh, Packers had more first downs, 15 to 13. Uh, I'm sorry, that's passing first downs. So they had, well, I'm sorry, it's 25 for Kansas City, 24 first downs for Green Bay. So they're very close. Uh, Packers had uh, slightly more yards, like under 50 more yards. Uh, and the one turnover. They, they threw the one interception, which was huge, and – was right to Nixon, <laughs> like like it was to him. Like Nixon, I think Nixon, do you hear what Nixon's had to say about it? That he read, it, he knew it was. He, the, he watched the film. He knew it was coming. Yeah, they, they you know, he said he saw some of the mannerisms that that he does when he's uh, running the um, was it was the hook slant or hook fade, something like that. I forget what it was. He was supposed to go slant out fade, and he it was a slant and he fade. Yeah, and he ran the fade with him and then caught the ball. 
I think that um, there's been some talk that the Chiefs were looking for receivers and they were trying to see if they could make a trade to bring Nixon in to be a wide receiver. But really? the tra- trade deadline's passed, so no, no it's not true at no. all. I made that up, but their receivers did not play well particularly. I'd say the best receiver was probably Rasheed Rice. He is the best receiver on the team. Sky Moore is not particularly good. We know who MVS is. Um, he can make incredible plays. Also, frequently won't. Um, <laughs> just for no reason, he just won't. Um, but he's got a lot of – they've got guys who are athletic uh, but aren't finding ways to do as much in that system as what they've been able to get out of other guys. So, you know, like Juju Smith-Schuster – was able to make things happen in this. Uh, Sammy Watkins was able to make things happen in this. Didn't do it for the Packers, but he could do it for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I think Andy Reid does a fantastic job with this team. Uh, I think they, I mean, time of possession was pretty even. A lot of things were very even. We got two good field goals out of out of, uh, out of Anders Carlson in this one as well. Uh, Packers did all the little things well, and... Love looked fantastic in this game. He really did. Uh, just start start to finish, he was a guy who looked like he was confident. Uh, he's firing the ball. He had a was it 118.6 rating. That's phenomenal. Uh, that first drive alone was enough for me uh, in this game because I did like I've said I did not expect a win. Yeah, I didn't didn't see it coming either. But I'm really glad. Yeah, I'm beside myself with how happy I am with that win. And and just since I didn't expect to win, I was more calm at the end than I normally would have been uh, if I'd been really thinking the Packers had a chance. Uh, But still, it was like, this is not a game they should have won in my mind, but they keep proving me wrong. Uh, They have improved. I I said earlier when we considered the season over that basically I just want to see improvement from here on out. I don't care about wins and losses. But six and six, and currently the seventh seed. Not bad. Yeah. And making this run, uh, having to have it be AJ Dillon and Patrick Taylor, uh, is is something to be said. Um, Dillon actually had a decent game here. He gets um, four point one a carry. Decent work against what is it was. I mean, they're better up front. Yeah, that that's their the better part. They're they defense. are missing linebackers. They had a bunch of injuries. Yeah, on linebackers. one of them got hurt during the game. So yeah. Leo Chanel's still their best linebacker, and they don't know it, but he is, and he was still out there and completely tackled Tucker Craft before the ball got there, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. They said Love, is the he's got four of those games this year, leads the NFL he in has, three touchdowns. Well, he already has as many as Fields does in his career. <laughs> this is also true. Um, he's on pace for, was it 3,800? 13 yards, I think, at this point. And the Bears' record is 38-38. That, that's their team's historic record. Yeah. Uh, Kramer, I believe, said that. Uh, that's the best any Bears quarterback has ever done in terms of yardage. And Love is on pace for that in his first season, basically. So in, in a year that everybody thought was lost. And I don't know. Um, the big thing going for I mean, this game is just crazy. The fact that they did this with the, the, the backup running backs, essentially, that Watson... Again, looked phenomenal, and I hope he's returning all right. Yeah. Uh, the word from Rob Domofsky is that he apparently was seen walking around today and looked like he wasn't having any ill effects. I don't know what that means, though. I don't know if that means anything. Um, but, 
getting some nice plays out of everybody in this one. Uh, it, like I said, Watson getting the, just the incredible step up. Uh, Wicks getting a lot more looks, hopefully, here and there and everywhere because he's been fantastic. Uh, I feel like four targets isn't enough. Dobbs actually ran very well in this one. We didn't need much from Jaden Reed, who has been the leading receiver on this team this year. Um, and Tucker looked good. Tucker had a big play. Yeah, and okay, Dobbs had that crazy catch, which I don't know how he – the one where he's like – Falling backwards basket catch. And I don't know how Love got that off. I don't know. I also don't know how it got that far and how none of the DBs were like, I'm going to catch this. In fairness, too, um, A.J. Dillon is wide wide open for the first down, five yards downfield. He went for the deep one. (laughs) Just because. And uh, made a good adjustment on the ball and caught it. Uh, That's fantastic. Uh, Touchdown for Ben Sims, getting his first touchdown of his rookie year. Only rookie tight ends. (laughs) Uh, This is true, yes. DeGuara's out. Uh, James Robinson had one carry in this game, and because everyone was so impressed with his run carry for negative two yards, uh, the Packers today went out and signed Kenyon Drake to the practice squad. Yeah. I don't think James Robinson, it's, it was his fault for that. No, no he got one carry. He also he had that play. one weird catch thing, which was a dumb play call is what that was. Remember, oh, yeah, He started yeah, yeah. at like, a, like a, an H-back spot, and he motioned over, and he pitched it to him, and I don't know. I don't get that. We could have more points, but... Yeah. It's okay, I guess. Some weird play setups on a couple odd spots there. Yeah, that was that run on, like, I think it was a third down run, too, right? Yeah, it took us out of field goal range. It's like a weird little kind of pitch play for when you need two yards and he lost, or needs one and lost two, I think. Something like that. It was terrible. Um, There were things to fix. There were a lot of things going on here. Giving up only 19 to this Chiefs team uh, was phenomenal. And getting the one pick, Mahomes does have pickable balls all all the time um just normally gets lucky and today i mean he he played a very good game over the weekend he he played very well um i mean his his rating is lower but that's only because he's got one touchdown one pick uh because they you know that's how that worked they had one rushing touchdown with pacheco and then they had one passing touchdown whereas the packers three touchdowns all of them throwing so it makes love's numbers look way better rating is weighted heavily towards touchdowns and against picks so uh, that's why i mean mahomes here has a 79 rating in this game which is strange i mean he completed a lot of passes for not a lot of yards i mean 210 on the game um against a team where i mean stokes was elevated but did not play he's playing valentine and valentine uh and you should have thought that that's the sort of thing where he should be murdering people but uh, they they haven't looked as uh, electric this year. This was the best second half the Chiefs have played all year, though. Yeah. We got them at their best in that one. Uh, they normally, I don't think they've scored 10 points in any second half of the season. Is that right? No, but they definitely... Um, they got 13 this 13, week. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, they only had six then for the rest, of, you know, for that first half. Uh, getting a lead, getting getting that, that kind of thing going, and... and, and Playing from in front gave them a bunch of momentum, and it got the crowd into it because Larry was talking about it too. We, we, we were Josh is watching and we're listening to the radio and all this, you know, and Collinsworth and everything going on all at once. Um, and I went back to watch it again, uh, knowing how it went and and watching it this way. So, um, yeah, getting that, that electricity and like we said, Larry said, you know, this this crowd was just electric to start off with. Everybody was anticipating something the entire radio crew picked the packers remember they did it was weird <laughs> even i was not that confident but then no. all the espn people picked the chiefs and i'm 
people are trying to play that up today, like putting on Twitter, like nobody picked us. No, no, nobody should have picked us. Why did we win this game? That's crazy. It is insane we won this game. Especially because Joe Barry is our defensive coordinator. Which, again, well, I'll say this again. Um, I was in favor of, of getting rid of Barry as much as anybody on this team, anybody covering this team this year. Uh, and the defense hasn't been the problem. Uh, no, I mean, not. gave up 20 to the Chargers in a win, 22 last week to the Lions in a win. One of those was a garbage touchdown. 19 to the Chiefs in a win. Um, that Lions game is also on the road. Uh, 23 to the Steelers in a loss because we couldn't score 23. Uh, only three points to the Rams. Um, well, you know, the Rams, whatever. Uh, 24 uh, against the Vikings. That, that was a rough game there. But then, like, 19 in a loss. 17 in a loss. Those those weren't... First time against the Lions was not great. No, but we set ourselves up pretty badly there. But a lot of games where we're keeping them under 20 and losing... And we're still six and six at this point. And the next three games, actually, the next five games are all winnable. We'll, I don't think they will win them all. I think, um, I think that Vikings game is going to be particularly tough. But um, I mean, they're still going to be playing whatever quarterback they're going to be playing then because they're not sure. Uh, K fan was very up in the air over it, even on uh, PA and Dubay. Oh, I'm sorry, it's just PA now. Justin Jefferson is coming back soon. Yeah, well, Jefferson's back. Oh, well, he's going to play soon. I'm in the yeah. game. They, they had the week off, but still they were saying, like, you know, Dobbs didn't look good last game. He had a couple games where he could run through it. Um, but do you really want a running quarterback when you've got Justin Jefferson, or do you want a guy who's going to put the ball out there? So yeah, they'll see. Some of their other rookies are healthy again, and they're going to move some guys around. We'll see what they do with quarterback moving forward. Um, but Giants, with Tommy DeVito, uh, he will be the starter this week, even though they have um, – Ah, why am I not thinking of him? From Vatek. Um He played with the Bills. He played with the uh, the Ravens. Um, shoot. <laughs> I think their backup quarterback is. Um, he just got elevated back off of, uh, or at least designated to return, which doesn't necessarily mean he can come now. He could be elevated up in the next couple weeks. Josh is going to look this up for me. I'm, I'm losing my mind over this one. Um, yeah. Um, Shoot, either way. But DeVito's going to be the man here while Josh is looking that up this week. And I, I'm here for it. Uh, get the We're going to go out to the Giant State. Is it MetLife now? It's not Giant Stadium. MetLife Field, the, the big new one out there where everybody tears their Achilles. And hopefully we get out of there without any injuries. Knocking on wood. Uh, then we're going to welcome the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers from Tampa. Tampa, Florida to Green Bay slash Ash Wabanon uh, in December, December 17th to play at Lambeau. So that could be fun. And then playing the Panthers, who are the worst team in football right now. They are awful. Barkley. Wait. Oh, no. Not Barkley. No, I can't remember no. his name. That's, I thought it was a B. Um, anyhow. Not Saquon. Uh, so we're going to get all the just, you know, having those Panthers coming or, no, going down to Carolina to play the Tyrod Taylor. That's it. That's right. Tyrod. That's it. Sorry. Tyrod from Botech. Uh, but I'm looking forward to playing that Panthers team because you know they traded away a bunch of draft capital to make sure they got that star quarterback because they were gonna that was all they needed right they were a quarterback away and they're not and also I'll say this over and over again I, I wrote an article on this for Last Word on Sports draft quarterback last you know if you got a team like this where it's like I don't have a running game my my offensive line is suspect I don't have any defense and 
we're going to throw a lot and you're going to get hit a lot and I don't necessarily have that many receivers for you. You're just going to get murdered. Like, and then you're going to kill your quarterback and he's not going to want to play and you're, you're going to make him scared. And yeah. And also I, I think CJ Stroud was very clearly the better quarterback anyhow. Yeah. I don't know how they got that one wrong, but I don't know. I mean, S2 cognition test, which is a done on an Xbox. Yeah. There was a lot of people saying that might've been the reason. Apparently the, the Panthers owner said that they put a lot of stock into the S2 cognition test, which even the people now were, they were on Pablo Torre finds out or whatever today saying like, yeah, you don't really have all the data. It's, not really. Well, it wasn't really what they said, and we couldn't release any much of the results. So, yeah, like look at the 49ers. Brock Purdy is now the favorite for MVP. Talent wise, he's not a top eight quarterback. No, like he's not. He's not better than just. I, I put this on Twitter today. Uh, Packers traded for Brett Favre, and they didn't need a quarterback because they had Don Mikowski. They then drafted Aaron Rodgers when they had Brett Favre and didn't need a quarterback. They drafted Love when they had Rodgers and didn't need a quarterback. The the Patriots drafted Tom Brady when they didn't need a quarterback because they had Drew Bledsoe, who had already played in a Super Bowl, and they had a great team around him because he completed 189 yards per game and was a Super Bowl MVP. 189 yards per game. He was a game manager for about four or five years before he really got into himself. Um, I think some of the other teams here, but Purdy, they drafted Purdy when they didn't need him. You know, like they went out and got a guy who was going to be somebody who could they could trust to come up in a year or two um you don't maybe need to draft a quarterback every year but you should get a guy in in one of those ranges who has the skills but needs time because brady did not play his rookie year did o'connell is he still starting is o'connell starting o'connell's gonna be starting this week for the the raiders i believe i I wish he had a year but still he's if the packers could have drafted o'connell this year and had him sit and do nothing for a year or two instead of clifford who i don't think has the tools to do what o'connell has um, but still, I'm trying to think of like some of these other guys around the league. Just, uh, Mahomes, Mahomes was drafted. They had they had uh, a playoff team with a high a high caliber offense being run by a first round draft pick, Alex Smith, and they drafted Mahomes. Why? Because they knew in like a year or two they'd put him in there. Uh, they draft a quarterback when you don't need a quarterback. When you need one, like Carolina did, uh, then they went and chased, uh, and they ended up you know just getting a guy who was just going to get himself beat up. If you don't, if you aren't that close to getting a quarterback, start with other things, and then probably line and wide receiver because running backs, you don't build around a running back. Their their career is three to five years. So, yeah, yeah. But anyhow, the next three games specifically are super winnable, uh, especially since we have Buccaneers at home, uh, which is going to be good. Uh, going to play the Vikings on New Year's Eve, and then finishing with the Bears, and that's obviously a very winnable game. So all the games left are winnable. At six and six, uh, a nine and eight, or a ten and seven season are very doable. Yeah. Very uh, doable, but let's see. Yeah. So that's that's all right. I think they beat the Giants. I wouldn't think they win the next three. I, I honestly think they're going to win four of their last five. Yeah, I think so. That that seems right. That that's way more than I expected from the season. I think I'm trying to remember what I said. I think I said eight wins, seven or eight wins. Yeah, I'm not even mad though if we lose like early in the playoffs because like that wasn't the goal this year no not at all all right um the only thing to say about badger football is that they've announced their bowl game they will be playing in the the it used to be the capital one bowl like no the outback bowl which then became i guess the capital one bowl or whatever it was 
if so it was the formerly Outback Bowl, they'll be playing LSU, which that's a terrible matchup. Uh, that's just a terrible matchup for the for the Badgers. We are, yeah, that is. Uh, I don't, I don't think much of that. I don't know yet if Braylon Allen has said if he's going to play in this game or not. I know Chimiri DK has now declared himself into the. So has Skyler Bell. Oh, has he? Okay. No hands. Um, go for hole at go for hole, uh, Minnesota. Gophers team said, "Oh, rivals news. Their top receivers are in the portal." Tremere DK was not the top receiver. Will he Pauling was, was not in the portal last I checked. Yeah, uh, Tremere DK finished fourth in receptions on the Badgers. Uh, four, he had 19 catches on the year, which is four more than C.J. Williams did. So he was four catches away from finishing fifth among wide receivers in catches. Uh, he did finish behind Braylon Allen as well, so fifth on the team in catches this year. Uh, yeah, he's a nice wide receiver, and I hate to see him go, but You're I do like wish for him well. Yeah, I hope, he, I hope he does well. hope he finds somewhere we can go um, and- well. There was news. There was an uh, an edge rusher from Syracuse. I'm forget, um, forgetting his name off the top of my head. Had initially said uh, coming into the portal he was going to go to Wisconsin. Uh, he is now withdrawn. And the reason he is withdrawn is he has an NIL agent. An NIL agent who first off says that he is certified by the NCAA, which isn't a thing, by the way. Yeah. Um, and... So he's just getting in there, talking to this kid, telling him all the money he's going to get him at some other place, which Wisconsin has a good program for NIL at this point. But still, I mean, I hope people land where, where it's best for them. So, I mean, like, I would like him to come to Wisconsin. If he's going to go somewhere else, it's fine. If this dude's cheating him, then shame on him because you're taking a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old kid and using their dreams to try to just like mess with them and use them, then that's gross. And NIL agent seems kind of gross because an NFL agent is there with you for a career. Your NIL agent is an NCAA only sort of thing and is really going to get you one, maybe two shots at something and is going to leave you in four years or less. You know, that's, they're just taking your NIL money. You, I, I don't know. It, it, it seems particularly weird because a lot of the NIL money isn't even from the school. Like, how do you even work that in? So I I just find the whole thing kind of gross. But you knew somebody was going to step in into that void and be that be that presence in college football. Yeah. I know that he's not going to A&M. Yeah. And you again, about that? Again, all I hope is that this kid does well. Um, and I can't remember where he was looking at. There were a couple other schools, but apparently he's not going to Wisconsin now. But I still... Hope this kid does well. Good luck to him uh, in all future endeavors. It's not about the kid. You know they should make their no. own choices. Yeah. Do you hear about A and M? Hear about A and M? No. They um none of the they paid neighbor gave any of their NAL money to the players. Oh no. So a lot everybody's transferring out after they fired um, what's his face? Oh yeah yeah. Um and then the uh, the uh, Gophers have apparently like nine players going in the portal as well. But they did also bring in a wide receiver, I guess. So we'll see. There's a lot of names out there. It's going to be interesting to see. We'll see what happens we'll as see it goes forward. How but. fickle our recruits fleck here in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll move ahead here. I guess the only things we'll say in baseball, just to quickly, since we're doing the quick stories, uh, today, technically, I guess the governor actually signed the bill that will keep the Brewers in Milwaukee for a long time, uh, renewing the lease and everything with the team. Uh, and secondly, uh, cheapskate, known cheapskate, uh, never spends any money, tight-fisted uh, billionaire 
Atanasio just reached out and created the largest deal for a player who's never played uh, in the major leagues, uh, signing a guy who is under team control for a long time yet, uh, and gave him an extension that they didn't have to give him just because they felt they wanted to lock him in for the next 10 years and make him the highest paid uh, rookie there is. Basically, I'm, I'm mocking the fact that everybody tells you how cheap he is and then ignores when he spends the money. Yeah, but th- I think this is a good investment um, because, yeah. it, I mean, it almost assures that we're bringing him up this year, though. Right. And then you got to look at who are they trading out of that, that outfield? Because, you, I mean, what I'm saying is uh, you're going to have four guys there with Freilich, Mitchell, Chario, and Yelich. You're paying two of them big money and two of them soon. Probably, you know, not too long, not not immediately. But Mitchell was fantastic. Freilich was a, just a jolt of lightning this year. You still got Weimer back there. Uh, what are you doing with these other guys in the outfield? This is why Canna being, not being re-signed doesn't bother me at all, because look at those five guys. Um, Yelich is a guy who you're keeping around. He's your locker room guy. You've got him under contract for a while. I don't know a lot of teams want his contract right now either. Uh, but at the same time, you trying to trade one of those guys? And who would it be? I mean, I figure you could put one of them can always rotate in the DH. Yeah, you might. Somebody might want Weimer as a guy. He's um, got a great glove. He does. And he's fast. Yeah. Um, somebody might want him as just to see someone to see if they can develop him maybe. But yeah, you're not trading Mitchell. No, he's your he's your next center fielder. Right? Yeah. And you put Chario in one of the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think it's Weimer, and then you have Yelich run, maybe mentor him a little bit. Put Yelich into. I mean, I don't know. I don't know Chario's glove at this point. I know Freilich's got a glove, and I know Mitchell's got a glove. Uh, and do you start the season with Yelich top of the order or third, and just let him be DH and let him go like that, and keep him healthy as a as a guy who's had some knee issues in the past, and you obviously separate his kneecap at one point. Yeah, that was bad. Um, as he gets back into speed, so that'll be interesting. So that's that's the thing we'll look at now, but definitely got some money this year uh, spent on on a big player. Uh, but anyhow, the the biggest story, uh, I think, this weekend has been Badger basketball, who had two big wins this week. Um, the biggest one, of course, uh, being against perennial uh, rival, uh, the team that, that I think every Badger fan is most interested in making sure they beat every year, uh, Michigan State. Um, and I'm just doing that mostly to irk Marquette people a little bit. But quite honestly, the Michigan State game is is bigger in most regards because it is a conference win. This is a team that is going to be fighting somewhere in the Big Ten. I know that their their record is not good right now. That is what Michigan State does. Just so everybody everybody who does not follow Big Ten basketball, Michigan State plays crazy hard non conference schedules because their goal is to be ready for March. Like they've played Arizona already, right? They 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 had a they did not have a nobody schedule here. I'm just trying to look up who they already played. So yeah, they start with well, you had James Madison, who is actually having the best season they've ever had in men's yeah. basketball. Uh, South Indiana, Duke, Butler, Alcorn State, Arizona, Wisconsin. Um, I mean, and like their losses are James Madison, Duke, Arizona, and Wisconsin. Uh, so they they're not they didn't. Take it easy in the non-conference. They're going to win their next one. They're going to go play Nebraska ball, but 
Uh, Wisconsin getting the win against Michigan State is great. Gets them uh, a start off in the conference schedule here. That's 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 key. It's an important thing, and I think a lot of the springboards from the fact that they were able to just beat Marquette. And so we'll get to this now because well, this is the last game Marquette played this week. The only playing game for them this week. This is the springboard game. Uh, Badger fans, they they, um, they stormed the court because they beat the number three team in the country. And it's nice that they were the highest ranked team in the state of Wisconsin and ought to be because that you know, Marquette's better. I think Marquette's better. But we told you last week, first off, again, this is one where I said there was 0% chance Wisconsin was winning. I said that loudly and I was wrong. Um, but here's here's what I, I did say is like if they're going to win, it's going to be because Wisconsin's going to out-rebound them and they're going to have to get fouls uh and they did that like the shooting is the biggest thing at home is the from free throw line shooting wisconsin uh i'm just trying to find the free throw final numbers uh marquette was 11 of 14 but wisconsin was 24 of 28 like we made you know the badgers made more free throws by 10 more than marquette even took um this is these are the things that are going to be the things to watch on Marquette as they roll to what I hope is a final four uh, for this team because this team is great, and I'm still very much excited about every game. I will be with them every game from here on out, everybody, because this is the only game I personally root against uh, uh, Marquette because I root for the Wisconsin teams. Uh, Marquette's issues are, you know, can you keep getting the rebounds, which I think they'll have a better chance of doing in the Big East, but Crowell and, and Tyler Wall came with it this week. And we're there. Wall did a great job on on uh, Igadaro. Igadaro only had five boards. Yeah. Well, and through the first half, uh, I was trying to remember when I even saw him make a basket in the first half. He was two of of five for the game. He played thirty seven minutes and had five points. Uh, I'm pretty sure they all came in the second half. I'm trying to think. No, he had a couple free throws in the first half. Oh, sorry. So he did at least have the free throw in the first half, where he made one of two. Still, that's a lot better than Joplin was from three. Yeah. The, it was hard for Marquette to get to the hoop, which is what they want to do. Their game is cutting, slashing, lots of passing. Kolick looked great. Kolick had a great game. He had a couple shots that I don't know how they went in. Uh, he still shoots four of 11, though, from the f- uh, floor. Um, Wisconsin forced him to settle for a lot of threes. Not a lot of good ones. Uh, Wisconsin was able to get to the hoop. They were able to play in the paint a lot more. And the biggest thing, of course, is Klesmet, uh went crazy. 21 points, all of them in the first half. All of them. Uh, puts Wisconsin up 13 at the half, and they just kind of held on for that one. Uh, he was 6 of 12, 5 of 10 from 3. I mean, I don't know how you stop that. That that was a it's just a phenomenal day, and shooting you know 24 of 28 from from free throws was huge. They only shot five of 20 from three. Uh, Marquette was seven of 29 though. So the percentages were very close. The other difference is uh, 23 rebounds to 38 rebounds for Wisconsin. You know, the, the amount of extra shots Wisconsin was able to take because they had the ball more and got second chance points um, and forced those fouls on the, the second chance points uh, that they were putting up. Uh, really changed the course of this game. Uh, Crowell was was definitely in it, and I think Iguodaro is great. I think he's fantastic. I think he's an incredible defensive player. 
he was not able to do anything offensively in this game. And they just, the Badgers really took him out of that. And that changed how they had to run things that made it difficult for Marquette to do what they wanted to do. Um, Marquette also likes to run. Like what their, their, their entire goal is tips, right? They want to get their hand mm-hmm. on the ball. They're counting tips. They got the, the whiteboard every yeah. time, right? They're counting tips. And they got some of those. They got some hands on balls, but none of the, not as many of the big takeaways. Wisconsin had a couple. But even in transition, Marquette wants to get up and run to try to get quick points off that transition. Uh, that's how they, 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 they put up some big numbers earlier this year. Uh, but Wisconsin's really good at getting back, and they did a great job of that. Uh, Chucky looked pretty good. Hepburn did not kill this team by hero ball. Um, he, let, he let other people cook. He got the ball into people's hands. Um. He, he was not the black hole he sometimes becomes. Uh, he didn't just dribble up and shoot. He had a cu- he had like two shots where I was like, why? Just why? But that's fine because you know anybody can do that. He played the offense very much. So played the offense and, and looked pretty good out there. And the biggest surprise is that the Badgers went way deeper on their bench than Marquette did. Like two years ago, we we're looking at Marquette. They're going uh, seven eight deep on that bench every game. Sometimes ten, you know, it seems like they were going all the way down. All everybody's playing, everybody's out there. They're they're going four deep on that bench this week, um, and they only get twelve points off the bench. Wisconsin's playing six different guys off the bench. Um, I mean, Asijin's out there. He got off a shot, but didn't get any points. Badgers only get six points from the guys off the bench. All of them Blackwell, um, but they get some some decent little time in there. To trying to sort things out. Klesmith did play 37 minutes, um, but, I mean, uh, we only Wall was only in there for 28. Uh, every single starter on Marquette played. Well, and I'm sorry, uh, Mitchell only played 24, but the others are all 34, 35, 34, 37. So just Wisconsin getting deep on that, Wisconsin making the free throws, uh, Wisconsin getting to the line, playing that physical game and, and doing these things change the way Marquette was going to handle it. And I think Marquette will learn and grow because on top of this, I think Shaka Smart is a, is a better, smarter coach than guard. Um, and I don't think guard's terrible. I think he's great. He's been to, you know, he's been to some big games. He's, he's had a bunch of sweet 16s. I, I just, I think Marquette will pull us out and be and grow from this. I know they're, they're mad because they got a bunch of juniors who have now never beaten Wisconsin. Yeah. Which is, insane to think about uh, i just I, i'm shocked at this win uh, for wisconsin um and then to follow it up by going into the big 10 and not letting down by taking out a, a quite honestly a bigger rival in michigan state who has been a, a bugaboo in so many ways playing very much wisconsin style of, of offense as well and doing defense to transition to you know just fundamental stuff uh, Badgers got ahead and led the whole way in this one, winning 70-57. to 57. Uh, Storr, again, coming out great. Uh, Storr puts up, was it 22 in this game uh, and, and leads the whole way. Crowell having another great game, about 18 points in this one. Klesmith has two. Yeah. Klesmith he, he, does not get them all the time, but he, he did all right here. Badgers go deep on the bench. Blackwell getting 10 is great. Uh, getting 15 off the bench from your, your guys here is good. McGee in there, three minutes, uh, spelling Hepburn and such at times, too. Uh, Gilmore getting out there. Um, 
yeah, Winter and Ivor getting some time at forward. Those were all those were all good. And yeah, taking it out to, to Michigan State here in East Lansing, that's a huge win. Uh, very excited about that one and getting that done. Uh, so the Badgers will will continue on. They will get the opportunity this next week to play Arizona, uh, which we just saw what Michigan State did there. They they lost that one, but getting Arizona and then you know cooling back down with Jacksonville State and Chicago State before getting back into Big Ten play with Iowa. Also another huge uh, Big Ten matchup for Wisconsin, the sort of game that they you know they get ready for each year. That one won't be till January second though. Uh, Marquette, on the other hand, they they didn't play a game after Wisconsin, so that's the last thing. Next thing they'll do is play number twelve Texas. Then they'll play Notre Dame and the University of Saint Thomas from Saint Paul, Minnesota, <laughs> the Tommies, <laughs> school I attended for a year. Uh, it always blows my mind that they're now a D one basketball program because <laughs> they were not a great basketball program when they were D three. But this is fun. Um. The other news right now, Bucks did win today. That is now final uh, as we recorded here. It was still going on when we started. Giannis puts up 35 points on 15 of 22 shooting, uh, four of nine free throws. And the Bucks get ahead in the second half and just kind of cruise through win 146 to 122. Uh, they shoot 60% from the field. Um, the big part about this and the reason this game specifically matters is that this means the Bucks are on to the semifinals of the in-season tournament, and they will play the Pacers. So that's like, Pacers have been killing it. Pacers have been killing it, which is the best part is this will also be a division game. The Pacers beat the Celtics 122 to 112. Halliburton went crazy. Hey, he's from Wisconsin, right? Isn't Halliburton from like Oshkosh? Oh, is he? I guess I, I'd have to look that up. Uh, he got triple double, twenty six, ten, and thirteen. Um, and Indiana beat them, so yeah. Um, so the Bucks and Pacers will play in Las Vegas in the semifinal. That will be December seventh, so that'll be this Thursday, five p.m. on ESPN. The Pelicans will pay. I guess I didn't see who's winning the other one, but the the other from the West will be nine p.m. And then Saturday will be the championship game of this, which. Who knows? <laughs> These are the regular season of the games. The only one that won't count regular season is the championship game. Um, but Bucks Pacers to see who wins the in season thing. Oh yeah, no, Josh is just showing me. Yeah, point guard Halliburton from Milwaukee, born in the year two thousand. He is six five. Uh, he is eighty four kilograms in weight. That's that's nice. Nice. Facts. We were just in Canada, so I want to read kilograms and kilometers and such. So, I don't know. It, it would be interesting to see the Bucks win this first uh, in-season tournament. It's basically just a way to make – because the NBA, up until Christmas, doesn't matter. Yeah. The Christmas games have been meaningless. I applaud the NBA for trying something. I don't know how much this sticks. I'll tell you what makes me think it's problematic is I don't hear anybody talk about it. It's not a story anywhere I go look. And I've been watching ESPN, listening to the radio, and they're not talking about this at all. I think it's fun, and I think it's interesting. But the other thing, too, is they make it super hard to find it. Like, if I try to Google this, I can't go to ESPN and click on where is the in-season tournament stuff. That's not one of the links. The NBA, it's way off on the side. You have to be specifically looking for it to find out which one of the games that we're playing in-season 
are the tournament games. It's hard. Like they, they aren't making easy. They're not, I guess if I were them, if I had any advice to them, first off, I think that this is a good idea because it's new and it's different and it's interesting and it makes things before Christmas exciting. Um, but what I would do is I would just advertise this better. I would make a better website for it. I would work with ESPN to make sure it's its own separate thing. I would really put some time into getting this going on this um, entire thing here so that we're talking about it because you know Aaron and I are talking about it. I know Aaron loves it. He's been very excited about this. I'm excited about what's happening here. Uh, quite honestly, if the Bucks weren't in it, I wouldn't care at all. No. I did see a thing, though, about, like, um, so, like, the winner gets 500000 I think, for each player. That's and, nice. like, that's why it incent- uh, incentivizes, like, like more small market teams, um, like the players, because if they're not making that much, like, the entire bench of the Pacers is, like, $2 million. <laughs> So they, like, they, they each get 500,000. So it's like they're more incentivized yeah, to play. Yeah, like a half million just for, for just winning. For, the game. Yeah. So that, like they're more incentivized to win it, which is, well, I get that. And to be clear, like the Celtics aren't bad. Like they're, they're there. Joke artists. Yeah. No. They're, I mean, they're in the conversation in the Central. They're second place right now, right? So, I mean, it is an all Central uh, lead here. So, yeah, the uh, Pacers are three games back of the Bucks right now. Which, quite honestly, that's the more important storyline. It doesn't matter because they'll play several more times throughout the year, but this game counts. This game's a, a regular season game yet. The next game isn't if the if the Bucks can win this one, but they got to play this one first. And this is a divisional game against a team that's chasing you. That is only three games back. Yeah. So. You, know, you know something crazy? Yes. Um, did The Rangers have won the last game. Then they've won a game sooner than the <laughs> Detroit Pistons have. Uh, yeah, the Pistons are 2-18. and 18. Lost the last 17. 17 straight. Uh, remember how the long Texas ago Rangers, baseball? guys. Yeah, the Texas Rangers. He doesn't mean the New York Rangers. He's talking about no. the Texas Rangers. They won a game more recently than the, the Pistons. Uh, that is sad. They were 2-1 and one at one point. <laughs> they have lost <laughs> every game since. 17 straight. That's hard to even think about. Like you just accidentally get one guy get hot and put up 30 and then you're you like, oh man, we won one by a point at home. Like it's a team that sat its leading scorer for a rest. So yeah, I don't know. I guess when I, when I heard them talking about starting this tournament idea, my first thought is that like, if you watch the soccer ones, they go longer. Like it's not just like well the first third of our season will be a separate in season tournament like they're they're a longer idea, um, so I kind of thought that they were going to play this out as a longer stretch but they're going to be done with it, on on the ninth, right like yeah Saturday they will be done with this, and then we will just go through you know Christmas and then January February March, April, <laughs> anyway I mean then we'll start getting the tournament stuff and we'll start seeing seeding once we get down past you know i mean january is gonna be a bit of a you know step down after the christmas games everyone's excited about that but then you gotta wait till like february march april and start seeing how teams line up there's several more months in there i guess i I don't know i would have liked to have seen maybe a bigger group or bigger brackets and then you know have a more of a group play than what they did i mean it's it's essentially what three you get three guaranteed games no uh four guaranteed games uh then there's a quarterfinal semifinal it 
you know, it's seven games possibly during your season that you're putting extra weight into. And I get what they're doing and why they're getting done with it then, because they they don't want to have the Christmas games be anywhere near counting, and yeah. and also they don't want anybody resting on the Christmas Day games for fear that they you know they want to be ready to play the in season tournament in a week or you know whatever. Yeah. So I get that too, but it's just I think they're going to tweak this a couple times as they go through. Is, is my feeling on this, but we'll see. Uh, Bucks still in it though, two games away from being the very first. Uh, champions. Now the Bucks have five wins, which of course means that Giannis, five more wins in the in-season tournament than Michael Jordan ever had. He's just better than Michael Jordan. Clearly the GOAT. Jordan has never reached the semifinals. He never once. So bad. He never even got to play in one. Yeah, he never got a group play. Michael Jordan never got out of group play in the in-season tournament. I mean, what a what a joke, right? It's just like Cy Young. Doesn't even win. Yeah, Cy, Wong, Cy Young never won a Cy Young award. So he's garbage. Nothing. He's no good. All right. Uh, I don't think we have a lot else. I mean, like, we found through a bunch of stuff here. Just like how happy is here. Anything else you got? What, what do you got, Josh? Is it UWL? And, uh, oh, yeah, we'll put all that into the last segment yeah. here to kind of cover up the last couple things. And uh, we're making good time, but at this point, we're going to wrap up the last couple stories that we have into a segment that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, we're going to start off by going, doing some volleyball here to start things off. The Badgers have reached the, it's the Elite Eight. Uh, it looks, or no, Sorry, Sweet 16. Uh, the, the bracket's way bigger than what it looks like here, so I had to scroll on down for a little bit. Uh, in the top half of this bracket, so on the bottom half here, we got Louisville versus Creighton, Pittsburgh versus Washington State. Pitt's been great for years. Stanford versus Arizona. Stanford, one of the other number ones. Uh, and then we've got Tennessee and Texas, the 2-3. Uh, the first number one to fall, I don't see where I'm looking for that. Is it Pitt? No, I'm sorry. Pitt's the other one. They're still in there. So that's the bottom half of the bracket. When I look at the top half, we got Kentucky and Arkansas. And this is you're going to notice a lot of Big Ten here for the last ones here. Nebraska, Georgia Tech, Wisconsin, Penn State, Purdue, Oregon, which Oregon next year will be Big Ten, but not yet. Uh, so still going through here, Wisconsin has a chance to avenge one of its few losses this year, uh, getting Penn State. That will be at the field house. Uh, the winner will get the uh, Purdue-Oregon winner. Uh, if that's Purdue, they get a chance to avenge another one of their losses. The only way the Badgers will play Nebraska is if they see them in the final, which is what I want to see. Nebraska-Wisconsin final is the best thing. Uh, so that'll be exciting. Nebraska beat uh, Long Island University, the Sharks, LIU, and then they beat Missouri, and now they will play Georgia Tech. Wisconsin uh, straight sets past Jackson State, and then Miami from Florida. Uh, the U. They, they beat them straight sets again. Uh, the U beat... Uh, you and I actually uh, upset win three to one over you and I uh, in that one. Uh, in D three, we still had Oshkosh going. Oshkosh though gets swept by Claremont MS. Uh, Claremont uh, then took that uh, that incredible uh, momentum and lost all hope. No, I'm sorry. They mean they lost to Hope, the University of Hope. Close though, took it to five Hope sets. University. But yeah, they they lose three to two to Hope, and then Hope was lost. 
or I mean, did lose. They lost to Juniata. So we're done with the puns. Where is Juniata? I forget where Juniata is. We'll worry about that some other time. But sadly, also in D3 football, Whitewater lost to Wartburg 31 to 28, and UW Lacrosse loses to North Central 55 to 42. Both of them out. Uh, both of them get to the final eight. Both of them lose in the the uh, the quarterfinals. So Cortland will play Randolph Macon uh, from Georgia in the one semifinal, and then Wartburg and North Central play each other. That's the one that should have been Lacrosse Whitewater, right? North I mean, Central's the best team. I don't know. We'll see. Either way, they're they're very very good. Uh, in men's hockey, men's hockey gets the sweep this weekend at uh, Cole Center. They beat the they, just, they beat up on Ohio State, uh, thumped them pretty well, unranked Ohio State, uh, which is great for the Badgers in the Big Ten right now. So the Badgers win three nothing and then six one in in that second game Saturday six one six goals by six different players. Uh, shout out for McClellan. He was named the number one star for the Big Ten this week. Anyone who doesn't follow hockey. And every game they do a three-star selection, which I believe goes back to Campbell's Star Soup, uh, and it was a promotion they did to try to, you know, promote their soup and hockey. So they named three stars in every game the the best three players, not always from the winning team, uh, but in this case, uh, McClellan getting the shutout and then just giving up one goal the next day was the uh, first star of the Big Ten for the week. Uh, women's hockey unfortunately has a has a split. With UMD this weekend, they get a three nothing win on Saturday, but then bounce back Sunday, uh, three to two loss in that one. So sold out too, which is fantastic. Both these games sold out uh, at Laban. Uh, Wisconsin women will be playing Minnesota in Minneapolis. The men's team will play number seventeenth ranked Penn State. Uh, currently, the men's team hangs on to that number six spot nationally. And after the win, uh, only one loss in the the Big Ten right now for the men's team. Uh, Big Ten. Uh, I'm trying to find the actual schedule right now. So Wisconsin is right behind Michigan State, the only team to beat Wisconsin. Uh, they swept Wisconsin. So Michigan State is five one and two uh, during that time with a shootout win. So that makes it five, one, two, and one, which that only counts for Big Ten standings. Uh, Badgers are six, two, zero, and zero. So each team has uh, eighteen total points. All right, because shootout wins and the the wins and the ties and how that all works out. So eighteen total points. Right behind them is Notre Dame, uh, Minnesota, and Michigan back there. Ohio State and last, they have not yet won uh, a Big Ten game. Uh, Penn State right now two, three three and two meaning they've won two lost three three ties two shootout wins uh that gives them 11 points that'll be the badgers next uh, opponent uh badger women hanging on to number three they had been two before they climbed back up to two this week they dropped behind minnesota with the split uh to minnesota duluth uh, minnesota duluth hangs on to number six overall wisconsin as i said drops from two to three in Men's D3 hockey had a couple games this weekend here. Uh, Eau Claire uh, beats up on Superior. Stevens Point beat up on River Falls 4-2. Uh, as I said, Eau Claire 4-0 over Superior. Stout beats Northland 9-0. Uh, River Falls bounced back by beating Northland 1-0. Uh, Eau Claire continued to an overtime win, beating UW Stout 4-3. And Superior bounced back by beating Stevens Point 3-1. 
Northland also had a non-conference game against St. Scholastica, which they lost 6-1. to one. That means that at this point, the loss to Superior, Stevens Point's first loss of the year in conference, they are now 4-1. and one. Superior second place at 4-2. and two. Uh, And Eau Claire is 4-1 and one as well. Uh, but they have a, I don't know how this goes, win-loss overtime thing, so they fall a point behind the other two games. Uh, other two teams here. So that's where they are in women's hockey. Uh, over the weekend here, we had EWSP, Stevens Point, beating Northland 2-0. Eau Claire beats Hamlin in a non-conference game. Bethel beat Northland uh, 5-1 in a non-conference game. River Falls goes out of conference to beat Gustavus Adolphus 2-0. And so that's where they are now, sitting in top of the conference. Uh, River Falls still undefeated, 10-0 overall, 3-0 in conference. Uh, Eau Claire right there behind them at 8-3-0 overall, 2-1 in conference. So that's that's just about all that we've got there. And to see if we can pull up the, the final polls for uh, men's and women's D3 here quickly for you. Uh, for the women's side, the oops, River Falls now moves from 3-2. to two. They just beat Gustavus Adolphus. Gustavus Adolphus holds on to number one. So Gustavus in first with all 21st place votes. Oh, sorry, there must be a different Gustavus because they're 7-0. River Falls, 9-0, jumps from 3-2. to two. Amherst, Plattsburgh, and Middlebury round out the top five. Uh, men's, uh, D3, men's D3, we see Eau Claire at number eight. And Stevens Point drops from eight to nine. They basically flopped from eight and nine. So now Eau Claire on top. Stevens Point drops down to nine. Well, Clarence Stevens Point will be playing this weekend, so that should be exciting to see. Uh, that should be a good matchup, and one of those teams could have a chance to move up here a little bit. Uh, Josh, do you have anything you wanted to add before we signed off here for today? I don't think so. Excellent. We gave you all of our X Twitter and Blue Sky and all that stuff up front, so if you want to follow us, please do. We'd love to have you along for the ride. We put a lot of other things out there, and especially follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk because uh, he's definitely an interesting ride uh, to follow on that one. Uh, we'd love to thank you, whether you're in Wisconsin, across the United States, or around the world. Uh, thank you for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin Sports Talk. Uh, we love having you with us, uh, and we love doing this every week with you guys. So uh, if you have anything else, just let us know through any uh, anything on t- any of those different social media sites. And please, please remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.